What is going on, my Patriots? How y'all guys doing? Welcome to another edition. What's going on, my Patriots? How y'all guys doing? Welcome to another edition of Joe's News and Views. If it's your first time tuning into the broadcast, do me a favor. Go ahead on and hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell up top on YouTube. If you're on Facebook, any of my other platforms, do me a favor. Go ahead on and just follow me on my pages or a request for a friend request, and we'll go from there. So tonight's show is a little bit different. I know usually I'm on the political soapbox or I'm up here, you know, giving you my two cents on some of the entertainment stuff that is going on or some of the crime stories that's already have been solved on this one right here we're going to be talking about a young man who has been dear to everyone around the glenn county area and this is for corey joseph proctor also known as cj now unfortunately this case is still open not to mention the suspects that were involved are now the charges have been dropped. Now, with that being said, I will be saying allegedly. Now, if you cannot stomach or handle any of some of the graphic stuff that I will be bringing to you about this case and some of the language that is PG-13 and up, I would suggest that you make sure that no young people are in the room. Now, with that being said, I am going to go ahead on and bring in a special guest who has a very tight connection to this case and is involved with her son, uh, CJ Proctor. This is Miss Ann Proctor, and I'm bringing her on here now to tell her story. How you doing today, Miss Ann? Fine, how are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, we appreciate you coming on to the show today and to talk about uh, your son, CJ. Um, before I go into any of the questions, I am going to give you the chance to tell us your story of the a short tale of what happened to CJ and how he arrived back to you after the things that happened to him that is still ongoing. Okay. Um, this is my son. Um, let's see. Like a year and a half mm -hmm. before they killed him. Can you see him? Yeah, I can see him. And I hope everybody okay. else can see him. This was CJ. This was what CJ looked like and everything uh, the day he left. <laughs> CJ. This was what this was him the very last time I seen him. This picture was taken um, about a month before his he got killed. CJ left that day. And I said, baby, are you coming home right after work? He says, yes, ma'am. I'm coming. I'm coming home. Um, 
I'll see you when I get home and I love you. I said, I love you too, baby. This is what CJ come home to me in. It's right here. Y'all see that? This is as real as it gets. This is and when I opened, opened it, this is my son. This is, he come home to me like this. Not when he said he was coming home, but this is him. Well, part of him, there were two bags. <laughs> he was a big boy. Now, so, you know, um, that's deep, you know, and I'm a parent and I'm a father. And to see your child come like that, that is the reason why I did this interview and I'm trying to bring awareness to this case because CJ could have been anybody's son in America today. And we speak about we want justice, but it seems like a lot of times we want to cherry pick what justice we want to see and what justice we want to go forth with. But that is why I'm so glad that Miss uh, Ann has allowed me to use my platform of my 5,000 followers and my 2,000 followers, a combination of basically 16,000 people that follow me on all my platforms to be able to bring awareness to we need to get justice for CJ because this could have been anybody's baby. And I want y'all to remember this before we get into details about everything. Now, the first thing I want to ask you since we're doing this interview is tell the world about CJ childhood until you became an adult. Um, CJ was always from God ever, ever since he was a, a CJ was always a loving child. You know, um, that never went away. That, that stayed with him. CJ's heart you could ask someone about CJ without just walk up to him. You know, you know, CJ Proctor. Yeah. What kind of person was he? They would immediately tell you CJ was a man with a heart of gold. CJ yeah. has always been away, always from, um, he was a mama's boy. He, um, CJ, he, he, I mean, I don't know else how to describe the way he was as a child, except he was a loving, caring child. You know, he, um, of course, he got in trouble. I mean, nobody's perfect. But um, mainly he was a mama's boy. You know, where I was, he was. CJ never left me. You know, he, he was always there. All of my kids were. But CJ in particular, you know, he was my first child, my first born child, my first living child. And he, for them to, to even, for the thought to even cross their mind, you know, to, to, to kill not just him, but anyone, that, that, that it, to me, he is nothing but the seed of Satan himself. How can you take, how can you take, CJ was my blessing from God. I asked God 
maybe a year before I got pregnant with CJ to send someone to me that would never leave me and that would always love me. Seven months later, I, I had uh, seven months later, I had CJ. That was my blessing from God. And they took my blessing from me. They took it. They, they just took God's blessing away from me. Shame on them, could they? How can you take God's blessing away from someone? You know, oh. and when you ask me to describe CJ, the person he was, you know, it, it, it's, I don't know if it's more hard than emotional. You know what I mean? Um, CJ had a lot of friends always, you know, even before school, he, he had friends that would come play with him, you know. So he was very popular in school. And CJ always wanted to make me proud. Always. It, it didn't matter what it was. He he had to make me proud. You know, um, he told me when he was in third grade, I think it was, he said, I'm going to stay in school and I'm going to graduate and make you proud, mama. Okay, I promise. And I just laughed. I said, okay, baby, well, you're in third grade. We'll work on that when, you know, the time comes. Before I knew it, he was walking across the stage to receive his diploma. He immediately found me and he come to me and he said, mama, I did. I promised you I would. And I did. Are you proud of me, mama? <laughs> and I told him I ain't never been more proud of him as I was at that very moment. Because CJ not only graduated, he graduated a teenage dad. Okay, um, he did it. He, he did it. He stepped up to the plate and he did what a father should do. He always has. Um, CJ had joint custody of his first child, Zayden. And Zayden lived with CJ. Um, about a year before CJ got killed, he had temporary custody of, of his son, Raylan. But that was just temporary. He, he went to his mother. And um, his third child, they're all boys, Elijah, he lived with his mother. And CJ got killed March the 17th. And Elijah's birthday is March the 19th. That baby, he, he doesn't even remember his daddy. Hurts for that child because all he knows is what we tell him or what he hears his brother saying. He 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 was too young to remember him. They took that from him. You know, um, and could you could you? I can't even imagine when he gets older how that day is not going to. You know, he's he's going to be sad because his daddy's his birthday two days before his birthday. His daddy got killed. That poor baby. I mean. My heart hurts. My heart hurts for all of them, but for him not to, for him not to remember his daddy, only pictures. That's horrible. That's just horrible. It is. You know, I mean, um, when he had Zayden, CJ before he had Zayden, he 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 went to Walmart. And there was this homeless man. CJ would always cry. He would say, Mama, please, we need to bring him home so he'll have somewhere to live, somewhere to eat. You know, he could sleep. 
And I would, no matter how many times I explained to him why we could not bring him to us, he would still cry. I had eventually find another way to go into Walmart so we wouldn't go past that man. And a few years later, he would, his one, he told me, he said, mama, I think he was like 10 or 11. He told me, he said, mama, I'm going to open a homeless shelter. So people like that, like that man can get off the street and I can save a life. If I could just save one life, you know, I'll know I've done something in life. I accomplished something and it would make me happy. Well, you know, we, that was one of CJ's main goals. We spoke about that maybe a week, a week and a half before he died. Mm-hmm. He was still in the process of taking care of things so he can open that homeless shelter. You know, and, and they, they, for to know that that goal of his will never be accomplished, you know, just tears me up. Like, I mean, I don't think people, I believe the only people that could understand anything like that is a mother that, or a father that has lost a child, you know, it's, it's, it's a pain. It's on a different level, a level that pray daily that you will never know what that level is. You don't, you yeah. don't, it's a pain that, that I can't even explain it. You know, it's, there is no words to explain. Those motherfuckers took it upon themselves to play God and take my child. Shame on you. If they are watching this, shame on you. I mean, is your mother proud of you? I would hope not. Because if it was CJ, I promise you, CJ wouldn't be walking around. I don't care. A murderer is a murderer. Mm-hmm. Once a murderer, always murderer. Okay? These motherfuckers can rot in hell for all I care. All right? I don't, I have never prayed for harm on anyone, but I do pray for them. I pray they will never have to feel this kind of pain because nobody should. Oh. Not, not this kind. Not this kind. I pray. And people think I'm crazy for saying that. But nobody, nobody deserves this kind of pain. Now, no, on the other hand, I hope, I hope those motherfuckers rot in hell. That I do. But I don't pray for harm as in going through something like this. They don't. But they, they should be ashamed of themselves. And the motherfuckers that helped them get away with this should be ashamed of themselves too. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer, believer of prayer in God. What are they going to say to God? I would hate on Judgment Day to go and stand and have to explain why I took someone's life. What is wrong with y'all? You know, what is wrong with y'all? Would you, I don't know. I wouldn't want my mother to go through that. You know, I wouldn't. And I would hope anyone wouldn't want their mother to go through it. You know, 
what and you know what I don't understand is I, I think often to myself and I wonder do they think they hurt CJ is that what they think because let me tell you something they didn't how can you hurt the dead no. you can't that's impossible that that's impossible um who they hurt was me what did I ever do to y'all his three boys what did they ever Y'all, we're the one that's carrying the pain. CJ don't have a worry in the dog. So no. guess what? The joke's on your ass because you didn't hurt CJ at all. But us, me, his kids, his brother, his sister, his grand, his family, everyone that loves CJ, they're the ones that's suffering the pain. Mm -hmm. You know, in a Split second, a stranger destroyed my life in a matter of seconds. Even when they thought, the first thought, the first time the thought come to their mind, let's kill CJ, is the minute they destroyed my life forever. You know, how could anyone, anyone do something like that? You know, I'm not saying CJ was a saint because God, you know, he wasn't. CJ had his flaws. Everyone does. But CJ was a man of integrity. You know, he was. It, <laughs> you know, what, what, what's real messed up is CJ trusted that girl they were friends for now I, from my understanding I could be wrong but they were friends for like three years CJ trusted that girl and it's, it's, it's hard for CJ to trust anyone you know he just you had to earn trust for CJ alright so and he trusted that girl and then this is what happens when you trust someone yep now before you know, we I mean, in detail about the um the um tip about tiff about tiffany brown because i want to i want to focus a little bit more on 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 cj what happened to him because a lot of people don't understand that uh so um how did um, you find um, you were notified on March 17, 2018 about CJ. How was I notified? Is that what you said? Yes, ma'am. How did that all come to play? Like, how do you find out about, <coughs> that, about um, the situation with CJ the day of his tragic death? My daughter called me and she said, Mama, the police, the police just come to our door and asked us to come to the asked us if um describe the car to them wanted to know if it was her car and that they needed them to come to the police station mm -hmm. and i said um where's cj she said mama i don't know they need to talk to us you know did he get arrested i said no baby i said cj got arrested i promise you they're not gonna come to your house yeah. you know i promise go see if he's hurt you know, if we need to go to the hospital or something, just go up there. It's okay. You know, just go see what they want. Mm -hmm. Well, about 45 minutes later, she calls me back. 
And um, she tells me four words that changed my life forever. She says, CJ's dead. Mama CJ is dead. At that now, moment. I'm about to give everybody a little bit of a glimpse while you get yourself together about where they found CJ at. They found him off of Highway 99 in Glen County. And off of Highway 99, the police station is nearby. You have the uh, state um, the state patrol, all of that in that area. So you got a high area of police are in that area. And uh, the reason why I'm so passionate about this case and helping Miss Ann is because CJ used to work at Two Cams, a place where I used to frequent when I used to sell cars a lot to eat with my family. And when I seen CJ, he always had a smile on his face. He was always polite. And he was just a, a great person. I, I, if he had something going on bad that day at work, I never could tell because the man would always smile and in good graces. And uh, that's exactly when I heard what happened to him. That's when I was like shocked because that was like the second person in Glen County that I knew of that worked in the restaurant business that was murdered tragically. So, you know, it, it, it kind of gets to you when you see those type of things and you seeing those people on the regular. So just take your time and just let me know when you're ready for me to proceed. Okay. All right. I'm so fine. You, I'll be okay. So you find out this information. I know it changed you or whatever. Um, what was your reaction when you find out that Tiffany Brown, in fact, before we talk about you find out Tiffany Brown, uh, tell everybody who Tiffany Brown is to CJ. So that way people understand kind of the situation, the backstory of how Tiffany Brown came into play. Okay. I, the first time I heard Tiffany Brown was when this incident happened, but um, they worked together. Mm -hmm. I can't, I, I'm not sure if it, they started working in Brunswick together, Waycross, you know how you hear so, so many things, but mm -hmm. they did work together. And, and from my understanding, they've known each other for like three years. Mm -hmm. CJ would always tell me, you know, that he would, he would, he was leaving early. He needed to talk to, you know, some girl wanted to talk to him, you know, and of course I gave him a lecture. And he did mention a couple of times her name was Tiffany, but he didn't, I didn't know it was her. You know, I, I don't know who she is. I didn't know who she was. So I assume it was her. Okay. I'm not for sure, but he said Tiffany. And he told me she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that was a while back, of course. So that's how, from my understanding, Tiffany and CJ met was through work and they were, they become friends through work. Okay. Now in the, in the beginning, guys, I have to say during that time, she was uh, arrested in a suspect, but because of the nature of the case, because the charges is dropped, I have to say allegedly in between because that's a legal thing. So if I'm saying it, don't get upset with me thinking I'm downplaying it. 
we know the situation, but we have to say that to protect my, myself and Miss Ann because you know how people can be when, you know, their their ass is on the line. So, so Tiffany Brown, if y'all don't understand, was also a little bit was a, a actually a, a great deal older than uh, um, CJ, almost ten years older. Now, mm -hmm. another thing about Tiffany Brown that I'm going to bring into light, so Ms. Ann don't have to too much talk about that, what we have researched and everyone know that is public knowledge is that Tiffany Brown is married to Akeem Brown. I know a lot of people are going to look at me and say who Akeem Brown is. I'm not going to bring up his ties because it does not pertain to that in particular individual. Because at the end of the day, it's all about what's going on with CJ and the other characters and puzzles that's in play. So with that being said, there was also uh, talk about that this young lady was allegedly getting abused by a king. Now, did you hear the same thing or did anyone ever um, try to find any um, clarity on that situation? Or knew that to be fact? I don't know it to be fact, to, you know, to be a fact. I, I don't. Um, but sometimes, you know, you can find more out on the street than you can through the law. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And even people that associated with Tiffany, no names will be called, but told me, you know, this may abuse her. Again, I've never seen it never talked to her. I just I just know what they tell me. Exactly. And you know, also so. another fact about Akeem Brown is is that Akeem Brown at one time was playing for Brunswick High School back in the day, 2006, 2007 time frame. He was also destined to actually go to Troy University. Now he went to Troy University, what I could see he only did two games. I don't know what happened from there. But I do know that the young man was on the road to success, just like someone else that he is connected to. Now, getting back to the issue at hand, so um, there was also uh, a rumor that people tried to say, too, during this case that Tiffany and CJ were more than just friends. Do you do anything about that or? Or did CJ even tell you anything of that nature? You're breaking up like you're echoing. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? I can now. Okay. So I said, uh, did CJ at any time discuss with you or told you that him and Tiffany was more than just friends? Because there was a lot of um, people that was trying to say that they were more than just friends. Okay, I personally, he's never told me. I know how my son was, you know. Honestly, if you want to know the truth, I could tell you exactly how it was, okay? Yeah. Just go ahead and break it down to you before anyone says something. CJ was a man whore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he was, you know. That, that was just CJ. But he never told me anything like that. Of course, you hear things from the street again, but... You know, I can't say yes, he was or no, he wasn't, because that I don't know for, for okay. facts. You know, I don't know. All right. 
And that's fine because, you know, either way it goes, even if it would, even if they get down, we do know that they were very close because, you know, you said so yourself in verification. And also it's been stated of some of the things that were said already in the case that her and CJ did work together and were close and, and communicated on a regular basis. So we do know that much. Now, what happened? How were you when you found out that Akeem Brown was involved along with um, Tiffany Brown? How how did that hit you? Well, when when they told me, they called me. Actually, they called me on um, CJ's birthday, oh, April nineteenth. Wow. Yeah, and they said we made a second arrest. I said when? They said. Last night, early morning, they got it down as April the 18th, but they told me last night, early morning, I said, okay, who was it? Because they told me they thought more than one person was involved, but they just didn't know who. And they told me Akeem Brown, and, and I'm, I, I said, well, who was that, her cousin or something? You know, because I didn't know who he was. I don't know these people. Mm-hmm. And then they went to tell me, and then I was told Kwame Brown's brother. I said, well, who the hell is Kwame? I don't know. You know, that's telling me who is all I want to know is who his king is. I don't want to know anything else. And they told me it was her husband. And I don't think it dawned on me at the moment, to be honest with you. Because all I done, I had them on the phone and I sat the phone down and I said, happy birthday, CJ. You know, considering the circumstances, I hate that this could be a birthday president should be better, but happy birthday. They made the second arrest. You know, that that was after I got off the phone, it all started, you know, coming to me. And I'm like, what the hell did CJ do so bad that these people, husband and wife, had to kill him? And and I still didn't know who Akeem or anyone else that they want to bring up is, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I believe I don't know which investigator it was. They sent me a picture of him. Didn't help none because I still didn't know who he was, you know. They're trying yeah. to tell me who the man was. All I knew was it was Tiffany's husband, and I could not figure out what could CJ have done so wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like really, what? I would have rather them beat him and put him in the hospital because he would be coming home to me. Mm-hmm. But they took him. They took him from me and not only me, his boys, everyone else. Now, here's the thing, guys. So, like Miss Ann said, they got the suspects. They arrested. So you would think, especially it being a strictly um, red county like glenn county that this was a wrap right we got the we got the guys things are going good but then there was a twist that came out of nowhere is when she found out uh that uh tiffany brown uh was released on her own recognizance now before (coughs) that i want to break down give me one second here i'm finna load a load some information right quick so y'all can kind of get an idea of why me and her were and everybody else in the county was surprised 
So give me one second here. Let me add something, y'all. Uh, y'all work with me. Thank God the system I'm using today is a lot more clear. So I'm I'm finna I'm about to uh, show y'all what that was about. Give me one second. Yeah. I'll start screen sharing. Right. All right. Give me one second, guys. All right, so I'm about to share with y'all some things right quick on this matter. Now, give me one second here. Let me pull it up and I'll bring it to y'all. All right, I'm still on the screen. I'm finna pull up what was sent to me. Give me one moment. Now, I'm about to load this and show y'all what's good, really good here. Okay. So, I want to make sure everybody can see me. Y'all can see it. Okay. So, this is what was first this young lady was charged with. This is all public record. You can all look, pull it up. You can see it. It's been all um, on the news everywhere else. Okay, conspiracy to commit murder, she was a part of that. Conspiracy to commit aggravated assault, allegedly. This is before the case got dropped. Felony murder, aggravated assault, and making a false statement. So you would think people with that type of information going out here like this, you would think that, okay, they're not coming out. They're not getting out. You know, you got to pay a bond or something, right? Well, no, that's didn't, that didn't happen for Tiffany. Tiffany actually got out on her own recognizance. recognizance. That's right, her own recognizance. So y'all think about this for a minute. What state do you know of and what city in the U.S. of A., especially down south, that you kill somebody and you're able to allegedly charge, excuse me, of killing somebody and you get to walk out on your own recognizance. That means no bond, no nothing. I'll be a good person. Holler at me whenever trial comes. I'll wait. Exactly. It makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. It's, it, to me, it's a slap in the face of the family. It's disgusting. But I digress. Now, meanwhile, Akeem Brown is still in there. So when you um, found out on um, and that they released this woman released on her own reconnaissance, what did they tell you 
that their strategy for doing that? Did they ever give you any reason or? Yes, they um had me and my daughter come up there so they could talk to me. And they said, um, by law, they need to let me know that Tiffany Brown was given a bond. I said, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean she's given a bond? And I said, and how much is the bond? And they looked at me and they said, what did a signature bond? They told me it was a signature bond. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Why? I mean, I, I don't remember everything that was said. I lost my shit. I really did. And I said, why would you, why would you even fucking let that be a thought across your mind? What the hell? And um, they said, well, this, I swear to you, this is what one told me. And I lost my shit again. Um, well, it's almost Mother's Day, you know, and she wanted to be out to be with her babies. So I was like, me, wait, me. excuse me. I said, one, you're telling me. They said, well, and I started talking. They interrupted me. They said, but also she's supposed to testify against her husband that she's going to turn state's evidence, blah, blah, blah. She's giving us the murder weapon. She's taking us here. She's telling us all kind of stuff. And I'm still stunned, you know, by them saying it's almost Mother's Day and she wants to be home with her children. And I look at them, I said, so on Father's Day, is my son coming back? Mm. Is my son going to be able to be with children on Father's Day? Hell no, he's not. So why give her the fucking privilege to even say the word freedom again? I agree. Now, this is where it gets crazy, guys, because I'm about to I'm about to put y'all on some more game about this whole situation. All right. So she's released. She says that she's going to testify against her husband and she had a signature bond. So I want y'all remember this. Keep this in the back of your head because we're going to circle back to this later on before the end of the interview. Now, also was stated to Mrs. Ann at the time, Jackie Johnson who we already know her background, that's why she got kicked out of office, it is what it is, that her people had promised Miss Ann Proctor that, oh, yeah, we have evidence, we have a testimony, we have it all on tape, everything is fine. Everything is fine now. This is what was told to Miss Ann Proctor. So I want y'all to envision yourself as a mother or a father who have lost their child, you are getting justice and you are entrusting justice to be served by the people that have been voted in to do their job. And they're telling you they're going to do their job. But right now it is, it is looking like it's some, it's like a dog and pony show, but we're going to, we're going to digress on that. I'm going to continue to tell you more information what happened next. So now did, did CJ even knew a King Brown personally or, I don't think he did, honestly. I, I don't even know if CJ knew Tiffany was married. I don't know. People have asked me that too. I, that I do not know. Um, if he knew Akeem Brown, it wasn't personal. He may have heard of him, I believe. You know, but I honestly don't think he knew Akeem Brown, like knew him. 
But again, you know, I don't even know if CJ knew this bitch was married. Okay, I, I don't know. Now, <laughs> let me, so now you had also had said, I want to make sure I'm correct, that during all this hoopla that's going on with Tiffany, they also reassured you by showing you a video of her confessing to her on mm -hmm. uh, being involved along with her doing whatever part she had involved. Am I correct so far? Okay. Yes, that that wasn't shown to me until um I was up there with Mr. Higgins. It was the day of the motion hearing and he was explaining to me where we were at, you know, what they had and what blah blah blah. And I said, y'all have her confessing on a video? And he says, yeah, you haven't seen it. They haven't showed it to you. And I said, no, sir, they haven't. He pulled it up and he showed me. She okay. said on that video that um, her husband made her text CJ um, and CJ wasn't supposed to respond if he was called CJ. He was supposed to respond if he was called Corey. And he responded for CJ. This is what she said. Now, it made no really no sense that, that part. So he responded and they got him out there. She drove. Akeem was laying in the back seat. Now, this is what she said. Akeem was laying in the back seat. They went around and parked behind CJ. She had her eyes shut. She immediately covered her eyes and shut her eyes. And then she heard the gun go off numerous times. And then Akeem jumped back in the car and they left. That made no sense. What she said happened made no sense at all. Okay. At all. Now, <laughs> now before we get to that part about the, about the rest of what happened with the confession, we're going to get back to it. I'm just going to ask you um, another question. So how long did Akeem Brown stay in Glen County Detention Center? Because I know he, he had a bond um, at one time that was extremely high. If I'm not mistaken, he was arrested April 18th, and mm -hmm. in January 2020, he he was released on bond. I don't know if he got out or if that's when the uh, bond of $190,000 took come in play, but it was in January 2020. I don't exactly know what day. Okay. i tell you what it is, and I'll break it down to you. Uh, let me see here. I think that I'm trying to see if there was a there was um the bond was higher before. I don't think it was higher before, but I think but yeah, he was on a hundred ninety-nine thousand um dollar bond and he was released. Now it, you know, they don't really give any detail uh how much that the um that the whole amount was what but usually, you know, with my run ins with Law enforcement. When I got locked up, usually you got to have about uh, fifteen, to some cases twenty percent of the bond, and then you can put that down. And then you, you know, long as you show up, you're supposed to do. They usually, uh, you know, go from there, and then you pay the bond. You know, after you go through your court process and all that mess. Now, anyway, so he gets out on January 2020. Now, here's another thing that was told. And a lot of people don't know that it's going to start finding out about this case. 
Hakeem and Tiffany were not supposed to be part conditions of them being out. They could not communicate with each other. The communication was slammed, cut off. Didn't have no middleman, no nothing. That's supposed to be the whole thing that's supposed to uh, make this thing supposedly work. So as we, you know, going through, it's two years. All right, we um, fast forward, and during those two years, did the investigators even call you or answer any of your questions? Um, through the the two years, they would call me when a court was coming up, a court date. Yeah. If I if I wanted to know anything, I would have to call them. I never got a call and say, "Okay, Miss Proctor, this is where we are." You know, if I wanted to know something, I would call them. The only time they ever called me was when a court hearing was coming up for them. It, now, they did keep me updated with all the court hearings, but they would never call me, you know, like I said, and say, OK, Miss Proctor, this is where we are. We have to eliminate this or we've already got this. And every time I would ask something, they would tell me um, they can't give me any information anything so i'm walking around three years clueless about what's going on well no not three years because i learned from more from mr higgins in one day that i learned three years now <laughs> you know and, and that's sad now before we get to it i know a lot of people are gonna be lost they're like well what happened to jackie johnson well i'm finna break this all down to you and this is how that at the time miss ann prop the probably felt like another a lot of victims out here who were trying to get justice for their loved ones that there were hope okay so jackie johnson botched the R mod arbery case we're not really talking about him but i'm just doing a brief synopsis of how she got thrown out of power when they found out that she was trying to be sneaky she was trying to keep from this case from getting out to the public's eye well you know how that went down she got limited from what she could do then Keith Higgins, shout out to um, District Attorney Keith Higgins, stepped up to the plate. He got voted in. He did what he's starting to do now, trying to get things taken care of. Now, when Mrs. Ann Proctor see that Ahmaud Arbery, people are getting arrested. She's seeing other families now in, you know, worldwide, US-wide during that time when everybody was screaming out the uh, whole um, BLM movement. She felt like, well, you know, my son is black. Hopefully, you know, somebody will go and get justice for my son as well and take this case seriously. But we get another twist. And the twist that I'm about to throw to y'all is about to mess everybody up if you're thinking that you're already messed up now. So, okay. <laughs> so it's been two years. You got the court date. They tell you that they're fixing to have court, which was this year, June the 7th. Am I correct? Excuse me. Wasn't the court date that they had this was was it June the seventh? I think so. I think so. Yeah, seventh, twenty twenty one. I want y'all to keep this in your head. All right, she already has been told that they got evidence that you know these people are going to get. She's going to get justice for CJ, and I'm going to let her tell you in her words what happened the day of the court date on June the 7th, 2021. Well, 
I can't remember exactly everything, but I can give you, you know, the highlights to it. Yeah, that's that I remember. <laughs> um, well, you know, we go in, and they're there, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, and they started, you know, putting out the evidence they had and what they did, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, um, there was, once everything was put out, the judge says, okay, I have never made a husband and wife testify against one another. And it probably won't happen, but I'll look over all of this and we'll see. You never know. Okay. All the evidence got taken away out of there, except they could, they was able to use CJ and Tiffany's text messages like, okay, that's just Tiffany telling CJ to come out there. That's not telling CJ, okay, you come out here, we're going to kill you. <laughs> you know, um, the, there was two people in jail that Akeem supposedly said, you know, told them that um, they killed, that he killed CJ. But I was, I was told, you know, those two people have criminal records, you know, and come to find out Jackie Johnson had used a, one of them, maybe both of them in, in you know, the past to testify whether it was true or not. I don't know. That doesn't even concern me, but, um, so, you know, Mr. Higgins said, you know, we had them, but again, their criminal record will be thrown up. You know, you know how that, you know, how, how that will go. Um, I can only imagine how they would, the, um, a King's lawyer would, you know, cross examine them. <laughs> um, and they had, what was it? Those, their tests. And of course, me going up there speaking. And I believe that's all they said they had. I'm thinking. Um, the, the, the evidence that would have convicted Akeem, they wasn't allowed to use in court. The judge comes out and he, he, he looks at me and he says to the Proctor family, you know, I hope that we find justice for CJ sooner than than later so y'all could have some kind of peace. You know, just a, even if it's just a little peace and go on with your life some. And, you know, I, I, told, I said, well, thank you. You know, I appreciate that. The damn man sits down and starts excluding every bit of the evidence. Everything. And I was speechless. I, I said, what the... I looked at the lady sitting next to me and I said, what the fuck just happened here? That's exactly what I was like. What the fuck just happened here? You know, and she was shocked. You know, um, I, I just didn't know what to do and, or to say. And then Keith Higgins calls me to the back and, and he told, tells the judge, he says, if you give me a second, I'll, I'll have a motion. And the judge said, OK, so he called me to the back. And he, he, he said, Ms. Proctor, this is where we stand. This is all we have. So this is what I recommend. And that would be to put it on pause. What they call pause, what I call put on the damn back burner. Um, he said, the reason being is we could take this to trial next week. 
with just this little bit of evidence that we're allowed to use nine times out of ten, they're going to And if they get charged with anything, it's going to be something simple, really mm -hmm. simple. He said, and if we do that, something comes up the very next day, they can't ask double jeopardy. We can't charge them again. Exactly. He said, exactly. so what I would recommend is us put it on pause. That way, there is no law how many times we can reopen this case. You know, he says, there's a law how many times someone could be charged for something, but there is no law. We can reopen the case as many times as we have to. You know, he said, that's what I personally would recommend. I looked at him, I says, well, you tell me something. What would you do? I said, forget about recommending. If it was your child, tell me what you would do. And he said, if it was my child, I would want them to pay, whoever it was, to pay for everything they've done. He said, I would not settle. I would not settle. He said, honestly, I'll, he said, I'm, I'm being completely honest from my heart to you. And of course, I didn't want to take them to trial and um, them say, okay, well, we'll get you for aggravated assault, you know, convicted of aggravated assault, you know, and yeah. no, 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 they've done a lot more than that to my okay. son. Now, you know, so I, I would have to say that the decision that Keith Higgins made was the right decision, you know, because there's no sense in taking someone to court if you don't have the evidence you need to convict them. Yes. And you're right. Now, let me tell y'all another thing about this situation. That's crazy. All right, that same day, there were another, um, I think it was two gentlemen, maybe three, that got a, also got cleared and charges dropped on a triple murder homicide, which happened to the Holloman family in Brunswick, Georgia, Glen County. Now, if you don't, you want to look that up, you can look that up easily. Put Holloman, H-O-L-I-M-A-N. It will tell you the whole story where these church-going lovely folks living in Southside Brunswick, which is the hood, go to church, good, loving people, got broken in by some um, fellas that came from Florida looking for somebody that owed them money, and they went in the wrong house. But at the end of the day, the charges get dropped because, again, the previous DA that we had for Glen County, Jackie Johnson, made a mockery of that case as well. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, so it seems like murderers are getting more rights than uh, people, than the U.S., in, than citizens. Yeah, it looks that way. But a lot of times it's because we as a people get clouded mis and, and, and get uh, misinformation that certain people that is in position of power, your DA, your judges, uh, the people that we vote in, the mayors and stuff, are supposed to protect us and make sure the laws are are you know what I'm saying prosecuted to the extent of the law but in the end of the day it's not because these people are worrying about their pockets and worrying about what they can do for conviction rates and, and picking and cherry picking on what's going to make them look good and at the end of the day the victim's family they're not getting nothing because you'll never get closure but you want to at least get a peace of mind that the person that did something to your loved one is getting their just do punishment like they supposed to. 
So when you find this out and everything else, and I know that you are, you know, devastated at this point. Uh, they also, am I correct, told you that another big reason is because of marital law. Am I mm -hmm. correct? Right. Yeah, they said that um, she didn't have, even though it was part of her bond agreement, mm -hmm. that she didn't have to testify against her husband. They were married in the state of Georgia. Um, that husband and wife are not required to testify against each other. Now, if anybody's if that's not the case, then why would they give give her an OR bond with that agreement saying that she will testify? Well, possibly because, like you said before, during that time, we had a very incompetent and twisted uh, district attorney allegedly, well, not allegedly, it's true, in the, in the city of, of, of Glen County. She was just lucky she ain't went to jail. She just got voted out. But at the end of the day, this has been an ongoing problem in a lot of criminal cases about marital law. Y'all don't know what marital law is, but I'm going to break it down for you so you can look it up. Marital law is basically means that if your husband commits a crime or your wife commits a crime and you were there, you were present, you was a witness and you saw it, you can you have the right not to testify against them. This is in all 50 states of the United States. Not only is it in the United States, it's also like that in the country of the UK and other countries. Now, the thing about this is, is that there was one state that tried to use a revision from the Supreme Court of that was the state of New Mexico. You can check that out. That was a couple of years back that you, if it was a murder case or anything of a serious felony, you had to testify or you will be as charged with the same amount of the crime that your spouse did. Well, it almost worked until somebody went back to the Supreme Court and got it over in the state of New on Mexico and got it overturned. So now it's back in effect in all 50 states. So this is a law that has been a problem for a lot of families. And for where it stands now in the case, and I want to make sure I'm correct, we won't get any justice unless one of the things following happens. They get concrete evidence on the alleged accused, which is uh, Akeem Brown or Tiffany Brown, or if the alleged accused, Akeem Brown and Tiffany Brown, divorce, then they're not protected under that. And they say that people don't have a privilege card in America. I'm just going to leave it at that. Now, come on. What is the chances of that man divorcing her? <laughs> oh, we know that. I mean, <laughs> I mean honestly, I'm going to tell you something. If it was me, if it was me, there is no way I would divorce whoever it was You've done lost your mind. Mm -hmm. You exactly. you really lost your mind. They are not going to. I don't care if they end up never being with each other again. You know, other a boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever. That man's not going to give her a divorce. He ain't stupid. No, he's not, and she's not either. And not to mention right. too. Oh, no, hope and pray that she uh, outlive him. Because if she don't outlive him, then it's going right back on her. 
Now, now here's the thing, guys. So now since it's to that, we did this because we want to bring awareness to not only just uh, people locally in Glen County and Wayne County where I'm at, we want to also bring awareness to the whole United States of America to let them understand that we need to do something about this marital law because it's now destroying families. You know what I'm saying? It's all funny games until it starts affecting families. And I think what we need to do is get our local state reps involved and push them to do a revision of the law because this law is hurting families. I mean, it's not only hurting Miss Ann Proctor, it's hurting a lot of families in America. There's a lot of families right now that cannot get no justice because of this crazy ass law. But that's why I went and used my platform and that's why I'm going to use my voice and I'm going to do everything I can to advocate for that law to get revised because that's not fair to a family. And another thing that we need to also be aware of is we've got to hold these DAs to the fire when it's time for re-election. We keep re-electing these same clowns because somebody told us that this clown is good or this is what we're supposed to do, blase, blase. And at the end of the day, when it's time for them to step up and show us that they're for the people, they're not only looking at what their paycheck going to be looking like. And it's just enough is enough. I mean, this is just, uh, this is the worst injustice I have seen in a long time. And I don't care who doesn't like it. I don't care what race, what creed you are. I stand by my conviction, but it's a damn shame. And I'm going to say this at the end of this interview. I'm just being real about it. It's a damn shame that when we say that we all about trying to preserve black men and all because they got the highest murder rate and black women but when a white person kills them we are over the case we're on top of it we about to damn near break our neck but when it's black on black case we know where to be found all of a sudden it's oh it's just another day in the in the neighborhood no it's not because that could be anybody's son that could be anybody's child that could be anybody's family member and sometimes enough is the fuck enough and that's what we're going to try to push for because it's time for somebody to step out and, and, and support CJ we can go out here and we can support all these other people that ain't even in our city in our county in our state that's super fucked up that was criminals and get killed by the police. But when it comes to a family man, when it comes to a man that all he was trying to do was work and better his life for his children, okay, bump what his past was. Bump the, the, the crime that everybody think he might have did in the past his criminal record. This man was still working, trying to take care of his children. And CJ didn't have no criminal record. CJ never it, got in trouble with the law. Exactly. It, but it, like I said... <laughs> He was trying to take care of his children and nobody else is stepping up to the plate for this young man. Everybody keeps saying they love him, they care for him or, oh, Miss Ann, we, 
We love you. We appreciate you. But nobody don't want to step up to the plate. That's why I did what I did on my platform. Because I don't miss any. There is a couple now. There, there is a couple, and and I give a, a shout out to um, Amy Hedricks, Beth Sneed, yep. um, Kristen Lane, and uh, Bobby D Lane, and there's a few other ones, you know. But other than that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I'm talking about the people that, you know, we have discussed and I've discussed with some of your people already that have well, gotten to know me that have used, you know what I'm saying, your story just for the highlights of the evening. And this ain't no highlights of the evening. This is real talk, man. This is real facts. Because when this stuff goes off, when Miss Ann gets from this screen or gets from talking these interviews with people, she had to live in her head the fact of the matter that the people that are responsible for her child, the alleged or the new suspects, are running around chilling, living their best life. While she has to explain to her grandchildren, when they ask, Mama, can I call daddy? Or can I can I can I get a chance to see daddy one day? She has to tell them the real truth in a nice and, and sweet way. To keep from crying. You know, that's a lot, man. That's a lot. And we just, I mean, I'm just saying, man, that's why me and my family, we stand behind you, Miss Proctor. We are definitely going to push the envelope. Whatever we got to do, whatever noise we got to make, we're going to make it. If we have to do an interview about CJ's honor of CJ every two or three months, I don't care. We're going to make sure people know that this man was important, too. He was important too. He mattered too. His life mattered. Exactly. And yeah, and I stand behind that. I don't care what anybody say. All lives matter. Because you know why they all matter? Because at the end of the day, God created them all. And only God should have the choice to either take away, not us, not man. Yeah, don't play God. That's the wrong thing to do. But I don't know now in Glen County, you can get away with it. Yeah, yeah, but you know what, though? What people don't understand is that when you get away with stuff, you only you got to always watch this thing called karma because karma is always ready. I promise you. And some way, somehow, you're going to start reaping what you sow. You never get away with it. I've done some bad things in my life I thought I got away with, and karma came right back and reminded me, now, nah, play, you ain't, you ain't got away. It's still here. So that's oh, what yeah. it is. So that's why I've changed my life and I try to do what I can now to help people. I ain't here to, to, to ruffle no feathers. I'm not here to try to get no name out of this. I'm just here to try to help Miss Ann because at the end of the day, what I do, I still have to work and bust my ass like anybody else. I ain't making no money off this YouTube or this Facebook joint. And I really don't care because at the end of the day, I do this because I want to help people. If I can help people, if I can save a life, if I can encourage somebody, hey, man, that's what it's all about. So, Miss Ann, do you got anything you want to add before we end this or anything that you want to tell or advice that you want to give to um, any uh, people out there that is experiencing uh, this type of situation or may have recently lost a loved one and you know some tips they can do to try to keep in contact 
and get the right information um, for their loved one. So that way they don't have to go through some of the pain that you are going through right now. First of all, I think one of the things I would have, don't let them tell you, we can't tell you. Mm -hmm. don't, don't let them tell you, oh, you can't put this on Facebook. Don't let them shut you up because that's what they tried to do to me. Don't let them do that. If they can't tell you, make them. There's something they can tell you. Don't let them allow you to go all these years clueless. What the hell is going on? Do, do, do you have any idea how that made me? Like, it, it, I was cr going crazy. What is going on? Tell me something. They wouldn't tell me nothing. I was told, don't put that on Facebook. Unedited Real Talk done an interview with me. And before, like 15 minutes before I went on air, they called me. One of the DAs, I can't remember which one. There's been so many that's, you know, approached me. And they said, we heard you're fixing to do an interview. Um, I wouldn't recommend you say anything about the case on air. Don't let them do that. You don't let them shut you up. No. No. You know, because from my understanding, they, they lied to me. They told me they had so much evidence even if Tiffany did not testify, they had more than enough evidence to put them away. Okay, there, there is so much, so many, so, so all the evidence. I mean, everything they told me they had is where did it go? Like, what the hell? Exactly. I mean, this ain't no play play game. You know, th this is serious. Why would you? Where the hell did it go? Yes, exactly. You know, and you know, don't. And you know what's crazy? I ain't trying to cut y'all's hand, but you know what's crazy when they tell you that you can't respond because they scared you're gonna mess up the case. Nine times out of ten, if you got an airtight case, you got all the evidence. You shouldn't matter what the victim mother said. It shouldn't, especially if you got them already in jail. You got indictments. You got everything wrapped up in a pretty little bow. It shouldn't matter what she said. Shouldn't. Shouldn't at all, especially if you don't cross your T's out of your eyes. I think a lot of times it's because they don't have everything and they know that everything is shaky. And in this case here, I still say it, and I don't care who likes it or not, they botched this case. Now, before I go any further, before I end, I'm going to tell you one more tidbit before me and Miss Ann end. A lot of people that was originally involved in this case, even the cops that were involved, have all of a sudden recused themselves and don't want to be a part of it. This is real talk here. So if you tell me what's really going on out here in Glen County, because it seems like to me that Glen County got a lot of skeletons because this is not the first case that all of a sudden, when it's time to, to, to shut up and put out, everything kind of just goes and is separate way. So... I don't know. It, 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 it don't sound right to me. But I appreciate you for coming on here, Miss Ann, because we're going to let people know that things have not gotten better. You know, we still need justice. Okay? And just because you do justice in your case that went national, you still got more work to do. Now, guys, I'm going to put on here on the screen here where y'all can see the rest of this. 
as well at because I'm not taking this down. It will be everywhere. Here is one of my uh, places that you can see me at. This is my YouTube link channel right here. Uh, just go ahead on and you can see some of my commentary of um, political situations, uh, true crime, all that is there. Also, too, if you want to support uh, us to continue to expose some of this uh, true crime stuff that is going on out here in the U.S., just go and join the membership. It's only $2 a month. It, like I said, it all goes into what I'm doing now. I've invested a lot of time and a lot of my hard-earned money myself trying to make sure that people get the truth. And that's what we're all about over here on Joel Davis Media Network. I'm only on, I'm on a one-man team right now. Hopefully in the future, I can make it grow where I can employ people and we can continue to get the truth out. But until then, Miss Ann, we will, stay, we will stay in contact. I am going to give you my word. I'm going to make noise to the uh, local um, state representative. I'm going to, you have to email them first. And I don't give a damn how many emails I got to send. I don't give a damn how many damn emails, accounts I got to make. We're going to get this out here because it's time now for you and your family to get justice. Not no half-ass answer. Not no, oh, it'll be better one day. Oh, we praying for you. You need justice. Somebody needs to pay for your baby not being here because you had that child. Not this, not Glen County, not Brentley County, not nobody else. You did. And you deserve your right to get your justice. And we're going to do what we can because I don't say that I'm a patriot for nothing. I don't, I'm like a hound dog. I don't stop till I get some kind of results. You know, you asked me, you, was, you, you I believe you asked me how all of this, what, how has it affected my family and me as a mother? Yes, ma'am. I try my best to be the best mother I can. But I, but I can't be the, the mother I know I can be. I, I can't. I try. I do. I, I try. But how can I when part of me is not here? You know, my, my children not only grieve their brother, but they grieve the mother they had. And I don't know how to be that mother anymore. They, they fucked me up. They, they, they destroyed my life. I mean, I went from a person that didn't have to take all this medication to a person that has to take medicine just to make it through the day. Just to be able to function a little bit. Because they decided to play God. And because Glen County will not take a step up and do the right thing. Shame on them. Shame on them. What would they do if it was their child? Oh my goodness, if it was their child, we'll tell you what would happen. The murderer would not have got out of jail. They would have nope. been convicted the next fucking day and sent away and never heard of again. Yep. That's what would happen. That's exactly what would happen. But 
my child and a lot of other people in Glen County, not just mine and everyone else, does it matter? They, they don't have the money. They don't have this. They don't have that. They're not this person. You know, they wasn't killed. A cop wasn't involved. This wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. So let's just put them on the back burner, you know, mark case open. <laughs> like how, how can they are no, no better than my child or anyone else in Glen County. You know, from, from the way I was growing up, everyone is equal. Huh. All right. obviously, uh, obviously I was taught wrong because, you know, Glen County, it's not like that. All right, I'm gonna answer some of these questions too before we um get up with people chatting. I'm gonna take my two cents in if you don't mind and let you jump in if you want to. Somebody said, Where's the NAACP? I can tell you where the NAACP at. They at the house, they're having ice sweet tea, eating a nice family because CJ don't fit the narrative. CJ didn't get shot by a white cop, CJ didn't get hunted down by this white supremacist that I keep hearing everybody talk about. So I think I lost. Give me one second. Let me get it back. I think we lost connection. Hold on for one second, guys. Oh, she back. (laughs) All right. I'm putting you back off. All right. I'm back. It's fine. Yeah. And yeah, that's what it that's that's what's going on on Cammy. Yo, yo, you know, on Miss Cammy Smith. Simpson, they don't care. He don't fit the narrative. He don't fit the narrative. It ain't an election year. He didn't fit the narrative for the election year. He, racism and things of that nature. Because that, that's what everybody loves to say all the time. They say that that's what's killing all of people that look like CJ, look like myself. Uh, you know what? What I see that look like me and CJ and myself is the same type of skin tone of people. That's what I keep seeing. If y'all, you know what? Before I, I know I ain't trying to make this out of CJ, but I'm, I'm, I want to do something right quick because I think it's time for me to to really let people understand what it really is going on here. Give me one second here. Give me one second. Let me show y'all something because you know everybody keeps saying about this whole thing that you, the lady, the young lady said that she reached out to the NWACP. I'm finna give you. I'm going to give you some realness. Why you do not see the NWACP giving a damn about this case? Because you see why? Look, what I'm about to show you. Right here with me and Miss Ann. Y'all might not have heard of this before, but this is what you call the gun memorial. Everybody that's on here that you see are mostly black. And this is just in Glen County. Now, you really want to see something surprising? Let's go up here to the state of Georgia. And let's go to the entire state and watch what you're going to see. That's all you see. It's nothing but people like myself and yourself and CJ. Okay? Now, it's going to take some time to load. All these people that you see, I can, I guarantee you, I can click on one random and it's going to be somebody of the same race killed them. Exactly. This is in Dublin. And this just happened recently. He was killed by his own younger brother. 
Sorry, Bobby. Do you know where the salsa is? Yeah. So this is this what we that's why they don't care. That's why I'm gonna keep it up here because I want everybody to see what this racism, this 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 thing that y'all keep preaching about is going on. Because we got a real mother here who had a son that was black. Okay? He wasn't Hispanic, he wasn't freaking uh all these other exotic colors. He was black. And he was killed allegedly by someone who also identified as black. So give kill me with that racism mess. And the NAACP, that's why they don't want to stand there and fight, because it don't it don't fit their narrative. That's why you'll never see BLM march for this young man here. Because it don't fit their narrative. And any of these other pro-black groups that they claim they are. Because if they were, they would be in their communities trying to stop this nonsense of black-on-black -black violence. They'll be trying to teach and preach to everybody that there's more than just picking up a gun and hurting somebody and putting them in the grave. If you can't talk it out, walk the hell away. It ain't hard. I do it every day. So yeah, that's why the NAACP is not involved. Because they don't give a fuck. But I give a damn. And if I have to start a movement on my own, it is what it is. But enough is enough. We got to quit killing each other. And then not only just, just with black people in general, white people, everybody in America, we got to quit killing each other. We got too much other shit going on. This is the time now we need to be a family and stand up and stand united. We ain't got to like each other, but damn it, we can be on the same page. Miss Ann, I appreciate you coming on. I know this was hard, and I appreciate all the people from Miss Ann's camp as well that came to support the Swedish. Uh, if y'all can, that all that seen it, please try to share this all over Glen County. If you have to tag all your family members, tag it. We got to get the truth out about this young man. And if you got families in other states, just tag them in it. Just keep sharing it because people need to know this story. People need to know that this young man married, mattered, like he really mattered, like he was somebody's baby, somebody's mom, somebody's son, man. And, and we just got to. And hopefully, if we share it enough, maybe it'll get in the right hands to where it'll. And like I said, I'm not doing this for no, you know, guts and glory. I'm doing this because this young man needs justice and he needs closure to know why he is trying to rest in peace, that he can rest in peace because this is just ain't right, man. And it ain't. Also, anybody oh. in the county or, um, oh, let me let you go before I say that. 
Um, what I would like to say to the parents, if you have children, tell them you love them every day. I, I don't care if y'all on bad terms. If you're if they're in front of you, hug them. Tell them you love them every day, even if you call them just to say that. I just called and let you know mom loves you, daddy loves you. Because let me tell you something, this right here is how I have to tell my son I love him. Don't wait. Tell them how much you love them. Because having to talk, to kissing your child, wear your child around your neck. You know, I can say, CJ, I love you, but it, it's not the same. So please, that is the main advice I give every parent out there. Tell your children you love them. Before they walk out that door, before you hang up the phone, before you go to bed, tell them you love them. You may think it's just three words, but let me tell you something. Any child, you never, you would be amazed just those three words, what it would do. Because let me tell you something, if CJ would have left that day and I didn't say, I love you, mama loves you too. I, I, I don't even think I'd been here. I mean, that is one thing I am glad before he left. We always, my children to this day, even my other children, we always, before we leave or whenever we see each other, I love you, mama. Mama loves you too. Don't go without telling your children that. Don't get so mad at them. And kids, don't get so mad at your parents that your pride won't allow you to tell, tell them you love them. You, you, even though you're their parents, you don't know what's going on in their head. You don't. They, they, you only know what they allow you to know. So make sure you tell your child you love them. I don't care if they pissed at you, if, if they done disappointed you. I don't care what the situation is. Tell your baby you love them. And a child is never too old to hear I loved you from your parents from their parents, never too old. Man, that's deep. And, I, and I'm definitely, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going to take those words to heart. Um, before I wrap everything up, guys, I know a lot of people that are starting to hear me for the first time. I've been around for a long time doing this YouTube thing, about a year and a half. Uh, here's my link to my YouTube uh, if you already follow me on my Facebook page, I will definitely keep videos going. I talk a very lot of real talk. A lot of people don't like how I talk, but it is what it is. If you think about it, it's very logical. Uh, so just follow me if you want to support. Like I said before, you can support through the channel uh, on YouTube, $2 a month. It just helps us to keep this going and try to push for justice. Uh, also, too, um, anything that y'all guys got going for CJ, any event, I will post it on my platforms. I will also share this story on Twitter. You can follow me on J News and Views on Twitter, and I'll post it tonight on here. I'm going to do everything I can to get the word out that Brother CJ needs justice. So with that being said, guys, thank y'all for coming out. Uh, and I thank you so much. I thank you so much, Joel. I really do. 
Thank you, ma'am. I just, like I said, I'm just trying to help everybody. That's all I'm trying to do. Also, too, I want to say um, thank to everybody that came out and rest in peace to Brother CJ. And I'm definitely going to do everything I can to make sure that somebody put an extra set of eyes on what's going on. Love you guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. I'll have this go up for the rest of the time. Just go to the page or go to my YouTube and you'll see it. Y'all have a good evening.